Yeah. Also, did did you hear the thing about the the snake that Voldemort had? It was like a Korean one, dude. I know. Yeah, I know. I watched the fucking, fucking I watched the movie, and for one, Crimes of Grindelwald is one of the shittiest movies I've ever seen. I went to go see that with like a group of friends from like Texas, and we were the only people in that theater, which was telling. And then, like, at the end of the fucking movie, I know we're way off Titans here, but it's still shitty writing, so it's kind of topical. When it's like, your name is Aurelius Dumbledore, and I'm like, I was like, I yelled in the fucking theater. I'm like, what? Titans! All right, hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to Titanomachy, uh, the show where we talk about DC Titans. I'm Brad. I'm Hayden. And uh, this episode is brought to you by our very first patron, Caitlin! Yay! Woo! Thank you, Caitlin! Thank you so much, Caitlin. We uh, we really greatly appreciate it. Uh, again, if you want a little shout-out, even $1 on there really helps us. It really helps us uh, keep this thing going. Um, beyond that... Uh, <laughs> Helps us when we're all dying from corona. That's true. And uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to be recording something a little special after this. It's going to mm-hmm. be a surprise for everybody. Uh, so we're hoping you look forward to that. I don't know if that's going to come out before this. We'll uh, we'll see. We'll see. What ha- whatever happens, it's a surprise to us. Yes, exactly. Um, so for right now, we're going to be talking about episode 10 of Titans, which I believe it was called Coriander. It sure right? was. It was just called Coriander. Yep, named after Starfire. So, uh, I have it written down, so we've been keeping track now, per last episode, of what Hayden's drinking every time we watch yep. an episode. <laughs> Hayden, you want to tell him? I was drinking Honeymead, I believe it f- was from Hornby Island, which is near Vancouver Island, where I live in Canada. It's Vancouver Island's big, you'll never find me. <laughs> Tracking Hayden down to a... You'll never get revenge for your love of Richie Grayson. I know. I'm sorry, but his butt's not very nice, and it's not the real Dick Grayson booty. I'm sorry. I'm expecting a Dick Grayson experience, and I'm not getting it. (laughs) If you're gonna beat a man to death in front of his child, at least have a thick enough ass to justify it. Exactly. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh um, man. So I'd uh I'd like to clarify point that I made last episode. It's not like the last episode is even up and we've gotten angry comments or something, but here, I, I want to make a point about pedophilia. <laughs> um, okay, so the last episode I talked about, uh, so the last episode was Hawk and Dove, uh, or Hank and Dove, whatever the fuck the name of the episode was. So uh, we talked about Hank and his brother Donnie going out beating up pedophiles. The thing that they were doing was just beating up people who had been accused of being pedophiles, or at least one dude who was. And here, here's where uh, we get into my thought, which is, I think beating up pedophiles is mostly fine. Like, especially if you're, like, preventing them from doing it. Like, if they're on their way to beat up someone. Like, if you're, like... What the fuck is his name? Uh, Bless you. Sorry, allergies. I'm not dying. No, you're fine. She listened to the Titans podcast and it gave her the corona. Um... No, what what the fuck... What's the name of that guy? Like, the... Why don't you take a seat? The, The guy... Fuck. The pedophilia guy. I don't fucking know. Oh, God, um, like, To Catch a Predator? Yes. I know who you're talking about, I can't remember. Chris something. Yeah, I know, I keep going Chris Hayes, Chris Hemsworth, Chris... (laughs) Chris Thorndike from Sonic X. Okay, uh... Oh, God, I gotta look this up, keep talking. Okay, uh, fuck. 
The thing, that, the thing that they do where it's like you confront a pedophile in the act of trying to stop them from doing it. Yeah, that's good. Stop that. Stop them from doing it. Someone who's already been, like, arrested and is w- awaiting trial for pedophilia, beating the shit out of them does really nothing. They, they've they already caught them. You, you got them. It's like going into a prison and beating the shit out of someone. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't, you don't need to do that. That's you, not... You don't. Also, his name's Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen. There you go. Yeah, if you're, if you're superhero Chris Hansen... <laughs> Although, God, that's... Uh, I, I do want to bring up a story that's a little dark about Chris Hansen. Do it. I, I have not... <laughs> the way I said that, it's like, <laughs> I, I have been molested by Chris Hansen. No, 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 Show no, no, me no. on the uh, doll of Dick Grayson where he touched you. Yeah, no. Fucking... Chris Hansen, uh, there, there is something to be said also for doing that that way. Um, where I think Chris Hansen was going to entrap a predator, like a dude who I think was going to go back on it. And then, like, Chris Hansen as like i guess the teen or whatever tried to provoke him into showing up anyway and then whenever the crew showed up to like catch him he committed suicide right there damn so like i don't know go <laughs> like maybe maybe there's like other more tactful ways to deal with a systemic problem than just going and beating the shit out of people or showing up at their house with a bunch of cameras to basically make it so they could never go in public again i don't know I, like i don't i don't know if there's like obviously if you hurt a child like you can't it's hard to come back from that, and I don't think that you should be, like, allowed near children ever again, but, like, I don't know. At, at a certain point, we have to go, what crimes are executable? Like, what are we going to just start killing people for? Yeah, exactly. And drawing that line is, like, really hard. Yeah, it's taking your anger out and dealing with the situation in completely, like, in, in a wrong way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Hank is not handling this the way he needs to i get that he's like an angry person and i get that like what he went through was unfair it was unfair for him to have to go through that as a kid i get it and i get where how he would end up being so angry and get become irrational in so many ways i get that but also just the way they approach it in the show it's just so nonsensical yeah, and, like, you also, I think you you know this, too. Um, I, I'm just saying this for the benefit of the audience as well. Um, obviously, everything in Titans is made up. Like, nothing nothing in Titans really happened. Um, so what they're, what they're manufacturing is a certain set of ideals. Because every, uh, what you learn in communication very quickly is that um, everything has ideology. Every piece of media ever has some sort of ideology to it. Uh, Titans isn't particularly critical of superheroes no Um, the only superhero it's particularly critical of is batman which seems to be an oddity within its own world yeah Um, which see it's so strange that they've made like bruce wayne almost out to be a villain yes and it's very very strange on the basis that superheroes just kill people in this world so like a lot of a lot of things become very confusing uh wonder woman is portrayed at least through the way that donna mentions her and the way that Richie never really has anything negative to say about her. He doesn't say anything really about her, but, like, there seems to be an understanding that Wonder Woman is overall good. And there's Superman paraphernalia, which implies that Superman is at least popular with the general public in this world. Um, there's a sensibility that superheroes are fine, even though, like, there's not... I don't see a substantial reason that the audience is given for you to feel like Hawk and Dove are morally ambiguous in their actions. yeah. Um, and that means that they're saying that what they're doing is just, uh, so at that point you end up in this, 
unideal ideological corner where you go, wouldn't it be nice if we had something like this? There's not really... I think, Hayden, you mentioned that the boys tries to approach it like this might be a big problem if you just have people in suits able to just beat the shit out of people. No, exactly. Like, and then also, like, in the boys, it's noted that, um, it's like, no, we're paid to do this. It's like, no, like, this is our job. Like, we're paid to kind of go, like, be heroes. But all of them are, like, just like, ugh, God. Like, it's kind of the darker side of like what would happen like if you if anyone's seen my hero academia um it's kind of like how like heroes are like paid to do like that is a job it's the darker side of that and it's like what it almost feels like what they're trying to do in this show and not quite succeeding it feels like you know how you see you have like a disney movie and then there's a shitty ripoff of it yeah that's what titans feels like Titans is the shitty, like, bootleg version. <laughs> that's interesting, because I'm pretty sure Titans came up before the boys. Oh, it did. Um, but, like, that's just, by comparison, that's how it feels. That's the vibe. That's the I, vibe. I can see, like, I, I guess, like, maybe Watchmen or something like that that tries to examine it as well is sort of what it's cribbing the style of. Because Watchmen's sort of all about how, like, superheroes are, like, a fucked up thing when you really examine it. Um, yeah. I've never seen Watchmen. Uh, uh, from what I from what I know, never watch the movie. The movie misses a lot of the point, and never re or never watch the HBO series because the HBO series also misses a lot of the point. Um, just read the comic. From what I'm aware, like it, uh, it does a really good job of portraying it, and um, and the movie's really kind of the movie and the series kind of shit the bed on like really trying to get to the heart of like making it questionable what superheroes are doing. Um, Interesting. Uh, which which um. I mean, from before we get into the episode, and I'm sorry that we're uh, delaying so long on this because this is sort of we have to understand that um, Titans, there's Titans, right? There's the show, and then there's like what Titans means and what that says about the writers and what it says about like I don't know fucking American society and yeah. like the sort of ideologies that are prevalent right now, where Titans is not considered a controversial product. Like we. We yell about it like it's the worst piece of shit ever, but, like, generally speaking, Titans is an inoffensive work that doesn't really seem to be breaking the mold much, and for the most part, from what I can see from critical consensus, there's not calls to, like, get Titans cancelled, there's not a sensibility that it's, like, um, really, you know, groundbreaking or, like, really, like, pushing the fold in terms of what's appropriate for television or what's appropriate for superheroes. Rather, it's generally considered either, yeah, I liked it, the action was cool, or, like, eh, it was alright, it was a by the numbers a superhero show so like we have to understand why this is considered normal or why this is considered you know acceptable and i think that titans does do a lot of things that are not necessarily great uh especially as we talked about with like the violence and this idea of like abuse and this idea of like justice and i think that it really sort of shits the bed on all those things and examining what that means is also very important so like i do i do want to clarify that that's sort of why we're really diverting so much from just like telling you about this shitty tv show no like the thing is it's a bad show we can all acknowledge it's a bad show it's poorly written and we we've gone on about that a fair amount but i do agree with you in saying it's like no we we do want to like analyze like where the breakdown is like why like how it it is very kind of paint by numbers like this is almost what's expected of a superhero show but the thing about like titans or teen titans is like a comic especially like the later run and even the show it broke a lot of the molds that were expected 
Yeah. Like, look at Teen Titans. Look at Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, those shows broke the mold a lot, and they kind of pushed the envelope into kind of where we have, like, cartoons, at least. Like, now we have shows like Steven Universe. We have, like, while I didn't get into it right away, I'm slowly getting into it. Like, The Dragon Prince. Like, we have, like, other shows that are kind of breaking the mold, and... um you know, giving us, like, really interesting television. And I get that with cartoons, we can do things like that, especially, like, us as actors and voice actors. Like, yeah, we're I can be a little partial to cartoons and stuff like that. But I think what I would love to see is live-action TV getting the same treatment. Because I really liked Heroes, as we've talked about on, like, earlier episodes. Heroes was a great show. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't like agree. it didn't like push the envelope, but it was really interesting television. But I would really love to see, I would have loved if this show, especially because we're nearing the end of the se- of the season at least, I would have loved to see this show take risks. It felt like this show didn't take any risks, or when it yeah. tr- when it tried to, it backpedaled so quickly and fell back into what was expected of it. Ryuji's grumbling yeah. in agreement. Hi, bud. You want to get out? Out of the booth. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So um, before we get into any more of that, let's tell you about the episode because we're like 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> okay. So uh, last episode. Well, just ignore the last episode. <laughs> like, like you could really just ignore the last episode. It's just, hey, you can basically summarize the last episode as Raven sent a text message to Hawk and Dove saying, hey, get over here. Or, hey, go check in with Jason Todd. And they never touched on that at all. You see, like, Rachel inside Dawn and Hank's mind, kind of. It's... (laughs) There's... Yeah, it's never really explained why she got there. No. Why she went there. She really doesn't... I guess the writers are like, she has a special bond with them. Does she? Yeah, I especially not Hank. Hank barely fucking talked to her or liked her in any way. Hank fucking and hated her. And all of her conversations her. with Dawn were off screen. All of her conversations with Dawn were Bye, off screen. Bye, Khaleesi. <laughs> yeah, that shit. This show has dragons in it. This show has dragons in it. It's awesome. Oh, my God. This show is something, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, uh, so, yeah, that's all you need to know about last episode. But before that... uh. Rachel went back to her house with her biological mom. Her biological mom is like, yeah, we're back here. And then uh, Gar's going to hang out. Starfire's like preparing to like head on out. Uh, Richie and Donna, Troy, are on the way to like come in because Starfire apparently has some shit about wanting to kill Rachel. And then Starfire's like, I can't remember shit. And then Rachel's like, here, let me heal your brain with my magical powers. And then... Uh, she does that, and then Starfire starts choking her out. Yep. Um, okay, so that's where we're starting. Richie and Don are in the car, or truck, or whatever, and, uh, Starfire is choking out Rachel. Okay, so. Longest recap <laughs> I, of my fucking life. Yeah, um, this is a really long recap. Um, so most of, even, even though this is Starfire's episode, most of the, uh, most of the recap is about Richie Grayson. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Because uh, they so want him to be the main character. Yeah, they do. And I don't... I would be more... 
uh, I let, let's talk about that later because like I feel like just I, we've established already that like Richie has written really really poorly and I think that there's not enough time for Rachel um in here because arguably she is the main character but she doesn't get as much like on scene chemistry with other characters um okay and it, that's or not even chemistry because Richie doesn't have chemistry with anyone but like Rachel and Donna <laughs> okay let's just let's let, let's go uh so they go really hard on the idea that Rachel's the Antichrist because they show uh, Starfire or Richie like reading from verses of like the Bible. Yep. So it's like, yeah, she's the Antichrist. And they do confirm in this episode that it's Trigon, that it is Trigon. Um, they call him by name. Yes, they do. Um, so in the part that we mentioned where like she's wandering through the hospital, because like what happens is she gets choked out and essentially she, um, Rachel, I mean, goes into her own head. And that's how she enters up wandering into the area with, like, Hank and Dawn. Uh, or hon- Honk and Dove Soap. <laughs> um, Honk and Dove Soap are, like, chilling in the hospital. She goes, hey, uh, contact Jason Todd. Which also doesn't make a ton of sense because it's, like, uh, Richie would be a party to contact. Um, I don't... I She doesn't know that Richie's on the way at this point, so it doesn't make sense that she's asking for Jason. Um okay so maybe because she's uh, assuming that like because richie left he's not gonna come back i guess why would you rely on jason she talked to that that's like meeting a guy on the subway and then asking two people in a completely different area can you go get that guy for me? it's like hey can you grab him for me i, I just feel like he's the one i need to contact right now I-, I feel like he's the one i need to contact and i get the feeling that you probably know him even though i've never heard either of you mention each other yeah uh it's very it's odd. Like, you you uh, know who this is, right? Yeah. By the way, this, yeah, scene, yeah. this scene was so fucking dark that I had... Not dark in the sense that it's like, oh, it's macabre. It's like, no, the scene itself, the lighting was so fucking dark, I had to turn up the brightness on my laptop to maximum to yeah. even fucking see it. My laptop was fully, like, at brightness, and even then I was squinting. Yeah. Yeah, I... My God, the honk and dove soap part was really fucking confusing. Or not confusing, it's just, it's really arbitrary to try to get them involved in the finale. They're just trying to shoehorn them in, it feels like. Yeah, okay. And um, I agree with that. So, we then cut back. So, she tells them, she gives them the text message, whatever. Uh, pop back to her being choked out by Rachel. Or, being choked out by Rachel. Rachel being choked out by Starfire. Starfire's, like, starting to burn her, too. And, like... Yeah. This, this really feels like... Her memories came back, and I guess she's just in a frenzy because she's confused. But, like, it's... It's really all of that like bonding between them, like the little bit of bonding that we have just feels like it went out the window with this. It's just sort of an arbitrary thing to drum up conflict between Rachel and Starfire. Yeah, because they had like a little bit, but it's just like. <sighs> yeah, no, it, it it's not it, believable. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Um, so then uh, she, uh, of course, Tiger Boy comes up to try to stop starfire and then starfire knocks him back and then um fucking uh then richie and donna show up and then uh richie i believe also gets thrown back by starfire uh and then fucking um donna whips out the wonder woman rope and stops starfire after like a momentary battle with some heavy bass dub step music yep all right and then Corey. Uh, Starfire's all fucking freaked out. By the way, the magic rope, like, the Wonder Woman rope is the coolest thing in the show so far. It looked really cool. 
I noted that it was really, it was nice to see Donna do something. And I, because honestly, I like her character a lot. Yes, I do again, like her she's character. the most likable. She's the most likable, and in the short time we've had her, she's the most fleshed out. Yes, I would watch a show about the Doom Patrol plus Donna plus Rachel. That would be a better show. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> even though I remember Hayden, you saying a uh, show with just about Donna Troy would probably suck really fast, which, yeah, I would agree. They'd probably have her have, like, a shitty romance, and then, like, there'd be all this other yep. war shit. So, like, yeah, don't trust... Uh, this production team with a single thing. Um, but I just, okay. I love so, her sass. Like, honestly, yes. I we noted while we were watching the episode, I love that she treats Richie like a shitty little brother. Yes, that's that's one of the good relationships. I can, I can mark down that Richie has chemistry with Donna and with Rachel, and those are the two people he has chemistry with in the show. Otherwise, all of his interactions are dog shit. Yeah, like everything else is just so shit. And I just, yes. I love that when she, I love that she calls him out on, like, his relationship with, like, yeah. Starfire. And then he she brings up Dove. It's like, well, you fucked that up real fast. It's like, oh, thank you. Yeah, get fucked. Get um, okay, fucking so, owned. I love Donna. Yeah, we'll talk more about that in just a moment. Okay, so Starfire's freaked out that she tried to kill Rachel. And then she immediately loses her memory again, kind of, after getting choked out for a second by the Wonder Woman rope. By the way, the quick fight between Starfire and uh, Donna is probably the coolest fight in the show so far, too. It feels the least, like, weird and fucked up. Probably because maybe you shouldn't have every fight look like it's just one dude beating another person to death and, and have it be, like, two people that are, like, semi-equal ground. Yeah, okay. Um, God, fuck this show. Um, okay, so Starfire leaves and she gets all upset. Uh, by the way, no one is trying to talk to her or try to discuss anything. No one's, like, really... They have to fight because, um, again, they you need personal conflict, and that's accomplished best by people just not talking. Um, so to give you to give you the broad strokes, uh, Starfire goes away to a warehouse. Richie and Donna follow her. Uh, Tiger Boy and Rachel chill out in the house with Rachel's mom. Uh, and then from there, they find Starfire's ship at the warehouse. Uh, and then Starfire's like, oh yeah, I came here to stop Rachel from summoning Trigon because Trigon's going to destroy the whole universe. They head back, um, to Rachel's house. Rachel and Tiger Boy are getting all spooked up at Rachel's biological mom's house. And then Rachel's biological mom has, like, a dude come over. Uh, Tiger Boy, I believe, is poisoned. Uh, Rachel's mom kills the sheriff dude. And then she tells Rachel, ah, to save Tiger Boy's life, you have to summon Trigon. So Rachel does that. And that's the end of the episode. And then Richie runs into the house. So like, that's broad strokes. What happens in this episode? Yeah, basically. Um, so let's, let's back up a little bit to, uh, zoom in. And I mean, (laughs) I know this is probably a little different format from what we were talking, like how we were talking about it in previous episodes, but I feel like this gives us more room to sort of zoom in on everything else just because like. You already kind of know where this is going now. Like, yeah. if, if you've been listening along, you can kind of tell, like, yeah, and then Trigon's going to show up, and then they have to fight Trigon, and then Trigon will probably get put into a little little rock in Raven's head, like in all the other uh, Teen Titans things. Yeah. Um. So, uh, let's, let's talk about what happens, as you said, in the car. So, Starfire takes the stolen truck that she stole from that one guy that tiger boy scared out of while she was like fleeing by the way from the fbi after incinerating them in a train 
So that that truck is still probably being followed by the police. Yeah. I I don't know why. Well, like okay. I get that when you're upset, you're irrational. So I kind of give her that. Yeah, it's just this show is very the show is very mixed on like when those things have consequences and when they don't. It's very arbitrary. It's when it's convenient for the story. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so she's leaving, and then again, it's I think it's dumb that no one is really trying to talk to her. Like, we're trying to, like, ask questions, because questions feel like the logical thing you would need to ask at that point. Everyone, yeah. Especially Donna. Donna has no reason to be, like, all upset. She could just be like, you, we, we found this information, and it seems like you were doing this. Like, she waits until they get to the warehouse to have that conversation, again, for plot convenience. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, um, I yeah. get that it's like to have these conversations happen, but you can have, what could have happened is... Have Donna try to start that conversation as Starfire's leaving or something like that. You know what I mean? And have Starfire yeah. be like, like, just kind of shut her down and leave. And that would give them even more incentive to go after her. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, basically. <laughs> so, like, they never. The thing about, like, auto-correcting from this point forward is that, like, they never should have come back to the house to begin with. Richie should have been investigating to make sure that there's no more cult members. Especially because that probably would have turned out that, spoiler, fucking Rachel's mom is evil. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> like, that probably, with the most basic detective work, he probably could have figured that out. Because um, he's supposedly a whole... de detective, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but they blew up the whole warehouse and then said case closed. Um, So... <laughs> They, they don't ask any questions. Uh, and even then, like, it would have made sense for Starfire to be like, I need to go to this location. I feel like my memories are there. And then it would have made more sense and at least been a more acceptable if it was like, all right, Richie and Donna are like, all right, we'll take Starfire with us. And then Tiger Boy, you stay here to protect, like, Rachel with, like, you know, her mom. Like, yeah. that would have been, like, an understandable way to get there if you need to get there. That would have made a lot more sense. Yes. Um... But again, that would have implied, like, relationships or dialogue, whatever. Um, okay, so yeah, in the car, Donna's just roasting Richie alive. We we have, by the way, uh, Donna throws a tracking device on uh, Starfire's car, which is useful, which they should have been using tracking devices more frequently in this show. I feel like that could have helped in a number of cases. Oh, it would have, but um, their shitty plot required them not to. Yes, um... Okay, so, Rachel's all fucked up about Starfire trying to kill her. As, There's a bunch of horror movie fair. shots in the house. Oh my god. Yes. There's, like, these lingering yes. shots. I just watched the movie, uh, The Invisible Man or whatever. So yeah. many of the shots in this episode were similar. Like, they would linger on these empty spaces. I hear that movie is really fucked up. It was really good, though. I, yeah, I hear that. I really liked it. I went to go see it with my mom. Yeah, I hear it's about, like, really abusive relationships, and that's really fascinating. Yeah, no, it is. And I'm like, I think you'd find it interesting, especially because yes. you like to analyze stuff. Obviously, we're doing this yes. podcast. But um, I think you'd like it. It's really interesting. Yes. I um, I might check that out at some point. Um, So, uh, horror movie shots are just abound in the uh, in the Rachel Roth house. Um. Meanwhile, in the car, Donna is roasting Richie alive. It's my favorite. Uh, which is good. He deserves it. Uh, 
Also, the plan seems to be for Tiger Boy to just live with them, at the very least. Well, I guess it was <laughs> Rachel's plan for Tiger Boy to live with them? Yeah. I don't know. It wasn't, we, very, it wasn't to... a very clear conversation. No, uh... We, we, we're gonna have to talk about Rachel's mom's plan in a little bit here. We're, we're gonna have to really, like, piece that out. Um, because the plan, the plan makes no sense for, on her end. Um, okay. So. Okay. So, in the car, Donna's like, well, maybe you shouldn't be dating a killer. <laughs> Which, I mean, like, I, I want to mention that Donna, so far, as far as we know, doesn't kill people. But, like, Richie kills people. Hawk and Dove kill people. Yeah. So, like, Richie has a history of dating killers. Yeah. Um, and I assume if Richie kills people that and Jason kills people, that Batman kills people. So, like, I don't... I'm very, very confused as to what's going on with, like, murder in this show. And I mean, like, Hawk and Dove definitely, I think, beat that dude to death in his house. Like, the pedophile coach who molested Hank. So, oh, like, they absolutely killing did. people... Yeah, so, like, killing, whatever. But, like, she says, you know... Starfire seems like a killer. And then Richie goes, Corey's not a killer. Sometimes she kills people, but that always makes sense. <laughs> That's literally that what like killer means. That's the most contradictory statement I've ever heard. I'm not heard. a murderer. Yes, I've murdered, but I'm not a murderer. Oh my god. <laughs> How many fucking people has she killed? You know what? We should oh. go back and, you know, have a tally. <laughs> Have a, have a fucking body count, because holy shit. She, she roasted the head of the nuclear family. She destroyed those three guys in that nightclub. She snapped that one dude in the hotel's neck, even after he was like, don't kill me, don't kill me. I'll tell you whatever you need to know. And then he tells her, and then she just snaps his neck anyway. So yeah, she's a fucking she's killer, a dude. fucking murderer. It's like, sometimes she kills people, but she's Motherfucker. Oh my god, that's the dumbest. And Don, Donna's like, you know, you you're just making up excuses because like she's like, or, you're, or you're sleep, or no, she says you're sleeping with her, aren't you? Yeah. God, uh, just, I love Donna. Why did you write? Did you know that Richie was this shitty? Like, why did you write it like oh this? God, it's just so <laughs> fucking funny to me. Like, it's it's. It, I realized like I'm kept, so off mic. Holy shit. <laughs> no, you're fine. It's just. It's so, like, it It feels like they looked back and were like, oh, man, what we wrote was shitty. Well, we can't fix it now. We better just write jokes about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So. Uh, oh, boy. I, I do have a note here that just says, are they legitimately supposed to be unlikable? Like, what the fuck is happening here with this writing? Um, I don't think even the writers know. Okay, so I, I also written down here that. It's not mentioned that Rachel's mom was gone for, like, I don't know, the duration of how long Rachel was born or whatever. Or, like, I guess she'd been kidnapped for a while. Rachel's mom was gone for 20 years, according to the local sheriff who, I guess, had a crush on her in high school. So, like, it's been 20 years that that house has been sitting there. That's not how houses work. Someone else would have bought it or, like, done I something with it. And I may have been right. Sorry to cut you off. But I th how it's revealed that she's still part of, like, the cult and, like is still like fucking trigon or whatever i don't know I, if she's part of the cult i don't fucking know man but i'm like either way i still say it's a cult house it might be a cult house but then why why does it look like abandoned where they just like getting it right like there's nothing particularly special about the house i think so like what 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 is the significance of the house they never they never really established that part um we're, we're gonna have to talk for a very long time about rachel's mom at the end of this episode because yeah, like there's a lot to her, unpack there her her relationship with the cult is like the plan 
for how to get Trigon summoned is baffling. It's so convoluted. Um, okay. So the sheriff who shows up is like... I guess they keep trying to play with the audience and be like, oh, he's gonna be evil, oh, he's gonna be Trigon, oh, he's gonna be evil. Uh, and that, cause he's like, hey, I wanna come over later. And Rachel's mom is like, oh, yeah, sure. And then, of course, as I established later, later, he does show up, tries to help Tiger Boy, and then gets fucking stabbed. Um, so Rachel then is all fucked up, and she's like, uh, everybody who stays with me gets hurt. So she's like back to how she was before. Um, which is not helped by Starfire, like, again, choking her with, like, the fire. And then Tiger Boy's all fucked up because he's seeing, like, the scientist that he, uh, bit out in the fucking, like, he bit to death, yeah, bit to death as a tiger out in the yard. And I think that's due to just, like, Trigon's presence or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, PTSD mixed with Trigon stuff. And then he sees, like, blood in his mouth in the mirror. And it's, it's, like, horror movie shit. Like, the whole, everything in Rachel's house is, like, horror movie shit in this episode. Um, which in the style of horror movies, it just becomes hilarious once you see Trigon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so that's going on and that's, I think for the most part, fine, even though, God, the show has such a weird attitude towards murder, um, which does not help it. Um, I'm not sure if it, it's not made clear if, uh, Trigon fucked with Tiger Boy to make him like dying or like if Rachel's mom did it, but like he suddenly starts like convulsing and dying. Yeah, I have. It's because um, like a, his like beast form is like fighting with. His, I don't fucking know, man. Yeah, they don't. They don't really establish that very well. You just see him in the bathroom, and then he just collapses. Yeah. Um. So then, as I said, you know, uh, Rachel's mom was like, "You gotta summon Trigon. You gotta summon Trigon to like get him to save him." Um. And then Rachel does that. A Trigon pops out. As as we had guessed, he's not British, but he looks like a generic white American actor with like a close-cut haircut who's like middle-aged he like, like it's when not... he first appeared i thought it was tom hiddleston loki's actor yeah it looks very underwhelming it looked like loki's actor for a hot second i was like wait what the fuck he is incredibly underwhelming yeah okay so <laughs> so angela is like kiss him and then he he revives tiger boy and rachel hugs him so it's like yeah she is Holy shit. <laughs> like, Rachel's immediately like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll go with Dragon. Yeah, yeah you're my demon father. This is, oh my god, they, they really, they really did not do a good job of making her feel reluctant or, like, uh, not trusting Trigon or, like, making her seem like a teenager. They really made her, like, a kid, and it, and it's so painful in that moment to see that, because it's like, oh my it's god. It's like, ooh. You're not, you're not doing Rachel any favors. No, but the show doesn't do anyone favors. This is true. And then Tiger, Tiger Boy barely has anything to say in the episode. He's just freaked out, and then he almost dies, and then he gets revived, and then that's pretty much it. Um, so that, so then, uh, Trigon's like making out with Angela, and he's like happy, and then a big old ball of darkness is outside the house, like it's Kingdom Hearts. Yep. Uh, darkness, darkness, light, darkness. Yep. Also, Rachel, Rachel's mom tells Rachel, I shouldn't have left you with Melissa, which, um, we, 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 we really need to talk about that at the end here. Um, but let's, let's flip on back to, uh, Starfire, Richie, and Donna, because they go to this warehouse and then inside they're like, what, so what exactly is it going on? Yeah, like, why are you doing this shit? Um, Starfire also says, well, I tried to kill a girl that I love. We, I don't think we've seen enough to really have Starfire love Rachel. I don't, I don't think. like, you can be fond of her, but I don't, y'all haven't known each other long enough to say you love her. 
Yeah, like, even Richie, I could see, like, if they had done a better job of it being, like, Richie's all fucked up and he can't keep any personal relationships and Rachel seems to be the only one to care about him, I could see Richie being there. But Rachel, not enough conversations. No. Like, I, again, I see what you, they wanted to do. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, the, the family thing is really ruined by the writing in this season. Honestly, like, if the writing had been better, I would have been like, yeah, no, that would be an interesting take on the relationship. That would, yeah. it It could have been good. The thing is, what pisses me off about this show is that actually it has potential here and there. Yeah. There are like sprinkles of it where I'm like, yeah, no, that could use that. This over here, like there's just, it feels so cobbled together sometimes. Yes. Uh, you the, choreog- the fight choreography doesn't help it because it makes it feel like viol- killing people is uh, normal, which contradicts how Richie feels about killing people uh, being, like, a problem, and then, like, t- Tiger Boy killing people being a problem, um, and then, like, all of Richie's arc with, like, his interactions with other people aren't very good, and then, like, hit Starfire basically, again, being, like, super down to fuck and kill. It's yeah. just very, very unpleasant um, writing on both accounts, because then it's like, well, these aren't very good people, so I don't feel very good about them, and then a lot of Rachel's relationships are uh, sort of established off screen especially the one with like dove so that isn't very good and then like tiger boy just doesn't get any real conversations with richie or starfire in any meaningful way so then it's like you don't get the sense that these people have a lot of reason to care about each other except for richie and rachel but even then richie goes i'm done i'm leaving you when in like uh episode eight after they blow up the warehouse so like yeah. they're not very good at being superheroes they're not very good friends they're not very good family they're not very good detectives so it's like they're not good they're, you're not given a lot of reasons to really like or empathize with them because it's like they're not they're just not very good and rachel again is very inconsistent with how mature she is which is also not very good no like who she is as a person is just inconsistent Yes, so, like, when Starfire says, I tried to kill a girl that I love, it's like, well, yeah, you kill people. Also, like, I don't get how your memories snapped back and then snapped out again and then are slowly coming back again. What I think they were trying to do is that, like, her brain was, like, healed so her memories would slowly come back is the only thing I could think. Yeah, that's, it's still weird that she would try to kill Rachel first thing without, like, even being like, I'm sorry, or, like, I don't know what I'm doing, or something like that. Yeah, it just, it felt weird. But it felt par for the course yeah. for this show. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, they pull up to Starfire's spaceship inside this warehouse, which... Oh, I have so many questions about how it got there, and who's it just... I guess just don't think about it too much. Um, don't it'll only hurt you so if her if her if her spaceship was in if her spaceship was in this area of the united states how did she end up in like germany you know with amnesia i don't fucking know <laughs> yeah like you were looking for rachel and then you worked for a while in america and then you went over to europe for some reason to then come back to America to find a girl who was living in the house a couple miles away from where your spaceship was and probably, like, I don't know, a state or two away where she was raised. Honestly, yeah. It's like, your job could have been way quicker. Why were yeah, you they, in Germany? I don't... I Why the fuck were you in Germany? It seemed like it was like, yeah, I couldn't figure out 
yeah, Starfire's journey makes no sense. Like, and we're that that path makes no sense. Um, also, like, they mentioned the Justice League, so like we have to talk about aliens for a minute. Um, so the Justice League has a few aliens. Uh, yeah. The most famous of which is, of course, fucking Superman, who is established to exist because people wear Superman T-shirts and the Justice League is real. Yeah. So like they know that they know that Superman is real. Would Martian Manhunter exist in this world then? Yeah, you would assume. I guess if they're going off the movies, then no, not yet. Um, because I guess they were trying to... T- I don't know if they were trying to tie this into, like, fucking Ben Affleck, Batman versus Superman universe. Whatever. It doesn't... I guess it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Let's not... It, let's not speculate on which Justice League it is. But, like, it is bad that they don't explain what Justice League it is. And then they just toss that out there. Because it could be, like... If it's, like, the JLU, like, the Justice League Unlimited, where there's just, like, fucking hundreds of heroes, then it's, like... You should probably call for backup. Yeah, honestly. Um, um, like, at a certain point, like, because this is the thing that I like about Teen Titans is you don't get the sense that, like, the Justice League can just come in and bail them out. Like, there's vague references to, like, maybe Superman is there. You know that Batman is real. But, like, generally speaking, you feel like they're the only ones who can handle the situations that they're in. Um, so that's yeah. that's the benefit of the Teen Titans cartoon. And part of Young Justice's problem is that. Oh, God. Yeah, no. No, it's that the Justice League can bail them out whenever. What I love about the Teen Titans series is that it yes. it gives these kids agency. Yes, like you get you know that Batman must be real, but like they don't ever talk about the Justice League and it's never like they don't make references to the Justice League, so it's not like why don't you just call them? Yeah, honestly, it's just like why don't you just call them? With Teen Titans, these kids are basically on their own. Robin yes. decided to go off on his own and, like, do his own thing. Yeah, bro, we know there is no Superman in this world, so it's probably just them and Batman. And then it's like, well, if if these five can't figure it out, Batman probably wouldn't be that much help. So it's like, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. So I feel I feel like that's fine. In this one specifically, though, so, like, they... <laughs> let, let's talk about Trigon's ass for a minute. <laughs> so, um... That's let's talk about Trigon's ass. So that's so let's let they go on to Starfire spaceship and then she's explaining to them like oh the prophecy you know we we know Trigon's gonna try to come in and blow up this universe because he's from another dimension and Donna's like oh from another planet so probably they know that Superman's an alien which I mean like that would be Justice League intel whatever yeah um so like then she's like all right and here's what Trigon looks like and it looks like a a like playstation one demon model with a very clearly crafted ass like everything else on this model looks like shit like it looks like ps1 level graphics but (laughs) his ass for some he has a very he has a noticeably dummy thick ass (laughs) i don't know why they detail the ass his ass cheeks is what summons the other demons yes it is it, is, it was a distracting moment because it, it is also right, right like, sort of center camera. <laughs> oh my god. And it, it's like a hologram model too. So it like, was, oh my god. It's so, it was so great. So distracting. I love it though. Um, it's like, this is the best part of the episode is this demon ass. Because yes. why? Um, so like, we now know that there's an interdimensional demon that is coming to destroy the universe. At Rachel's house. Yeah. Also, they figure out there that Rachel's mom was in on it. So, like, yeah, I mean, she fucked Trigon, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, You'd have to be. Yeah. Um, So, um, then they're like, all right, let's head, 
back to Rachel's house to try to get to her. Uh, and then uh, they do establish that Tiger Boy's cell phone isn't working, so he can't contact them. So it's like, they seem to be trying to do little things to justify why things aren't working out. But, like, whenever they find out that Trigon is an interdimensional being who will destroy the universe, uh, they just drive there straight. Um, they do not call backup. We know that the Justice League exists. Donna Troy is presumably still on good terms with Wonder Woman. And Richie can call Alfred, at least. Yeah, and has. is like, hey, can I have some muns, bro? Yeah, I think there's an interdimensional demon coming to destroy the universe. You would Could think... you maybe send Superman? You'd think you would call somebody. Yeah, at they both... At least for intel. Yeah, they both have people that are presumably stronger superheroes than them. And the whole fucking Justice League. I feel like, why would you bring that up and then be like, alright, we gotta take care of this by ourselves. Sure, guys. Sure. Also, they they are far enough away um, from Rachel's house that there are hours that pass when they're following uh, Starfire in their car. Yeah. Because so, like, whenever they leave, it's like midday. And then whenever they come back, it's like nighttime. So they're, let's, let's conservatively estimate... It, Assuming that, like, it burns through an evening. Let's assume it's five hours. And two, let's say, like, two hours to get there, an hour inside the spaceship, two hours to get back. Those were two hours that you could have called someone for help. In a world full of superheroes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. So, they're so bad at being heroes. And when they come back, they just run inside. No one calls for help. Richie just runs inside, and then they're like, oh, Richie can get in, but uh, Starfire and Donna can't. Okay, and that's basically where the end of the episode is Richie running inside of uh, Rachel's house in, into the darkness while, while Trigon's hanging out with uh, Rachel's mom, and uh, Rachel's just sitting there looking nervous with Tiger Boy. Yep. So that's that's where it ends. Okay. So that's that's the episode. Uh so we, we've now established that the heroes are very bad at doing their job because they, they didn't communicate and then they didn't call the Justice League for help. Um, and it's not like the cell service thing was a problem everywhere. It just seemed to be near Rachel's house. So they could have called at the warehouse and been like, interdimensional demon coming to destroy the universe. Send everyone you can. Yeah. Whatever, whatever Lex Luthor is doing right now is not as important as this. Honestly, yeah. It's like, okay, like, Lex, you can't, you could take a little bit of a backseat, bro. Yeah, like, fucking, whatever, whatever the fuck Superman, if Superman's getting groceries, it doesn't fucking matter. Send him, he, and the, th- the thing that makes me laugh is that, uh, like, it's one of the stupid things about Justice League versus Teen Titans is this sort of Superman wailing on Trigon to stop him from destroying the city while they're, like, sealing him away. I'm like, you know, at least they called him. Even in that shitty movie, they did that. Yeah, they sure like, did. Like, <sighs> So so dumb. Um So let's let's talk for a minute about like the villains here for a minute. Okay. So like Okay. <laughs> let's let's talk about the plan to summon Trigon here. Okay, so Trigon gets summoned to have sex with Angela to produce his child. I guess it can only be for a short time, so that then she can give birth to Rachel, and then Rachel can summon Trigon later. Uh, whenever she gets older. Like, that's the basic premise in everything with Teen Titans, right? Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's the idea. The whole thing with Raven. And that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so, the thing that happens is that I believe in the Teen Titans series, her mother uh, 
is in Azeroth, which is like another dimension separate from Earth. So like Azeroth gets fucked up because the cult leaders make her have sex with Trigon. She didn't want to. Um, and she basically sends Rachel away to save her. Uh, Raven, I mean. In, in the Teen Titans series, yeah. she sends Raven away because she wanted to save her. And her mom ends up dying for it. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, I believe in the comic, her mother was evil and was trying to help summon her. Yeah, in one of Trigon, right? in one of the comic runs, um, she was part of the cult. She was, like, into it. Uh, and then when Trigon first appeared to her, he was, like, this really beautiful man. Like, he was really hot and, like, mm, you know. And then as soon as he was about to go downtown Julie Brown, he turned into, like, demon form. Yeah. And she was like, nope, 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 I'm done. But then, bing, bada, boom, did the diddly do, and then there was a baby in her. And then did she try to get Ra- Raven to summon Trigon, or was she like... Uh, no, she basically just like was like, uh, I'm pretty sure um, she was like, I don't want this child. This child is a demon child. Gave it to the... Uh, monks of Azeroth who then raised her. Okay, that makes sense. Um, in uh, the in the DC original movies, I believe it's the same thing as the comic book, like the uh, Teen Titans versus Justice League, and then the uh, Teen Titans. Uh, fuck, what what was the name of it? Uh, uh, Judas, Judas Contract. Haha, <laughs> what a good show. What a good movie. Oh, God. Um, but the um, uh, yeah. I think in that one, she it like, looked like the same deal. It was the same deal, and also, like, there are some runs where she was forced into it, and she, like, yes. didn't want it from the get-go. Yeah, like, that That seems to be the case in, like, the 2003 cartoon series that we love. Um, so here, so here, uh, she seems down for Trigon 100%. She knows that he's a demon, she's cool with that, she wants to summon Trigon. Right? Like, yeah. that's that's what seems to be indicated. Okay, so when rachel is born presumably either we have to assume that melissa just stole her right like the only way i so one of two things happens if what she said is true up to this point then she gave rachel away to be raised by melissa separately so that later they could try to convince her to summon trigon which doesn't make sense which doesn't make sense but i just had a moment i just had a fucking brainwave hear me out yeah. You know how in the first episode we see the scratch marks on Melissa's back and that yes. she's taking like antidepressants and shit. What if that was from Melissa essentially stealing the baby right after? Like steal like those marks are still from Trigon. But it was basically like a consequence of like Melissa like stealing this child away to protect her this is just a moment just an idea i don't fucking know it's just right i feel you you know yeah um i i feel like that's that's plausible um so melissa if melissa stole the baby okay but you see how what i mean how that makes a little bit more sense it makes more sense than the lying thing uh, that or than like her giving her away yeah so like let's let's work off of that assumption too because even that, let's let's go there. So, Melissa, they don't, it doesn't seem like Rachel ever moved much as a child. So, it's not like she was hiding very well. 
she was living in a pretty populous area where she could very easily be discovered um she also doesn't change her name it seems yeah uh melissa doesn't uh there are also photographic evidence of her at the church um with the baby so like i all-powerful demon multiple dimensions can't like write down a note to find where Rachel is because we know Angela must have been in communication with Trigon. You get that sense, yeah, right? Absolutely. We don't know. We don't know that the cult is so. Like Angela should have been able to find her whenever, because Trigon seems to have like and, and like the darkness in Rachel and like all that. Like Angela should have been able to find her whenever to get her back. Honestly, yeah. So maybe um, it was like waiting for her powers to develop. Maybe so. Like Angela. So that part doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Now let's. Let's talk, so, like, the Angela angle, it's like, I don't understand why you gave the baby away, or if she was stolen, why you didn't get her back automatically. So let's, let's talk about the cult. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about let's, the cult of Trago. Let's unpack this. So, like, okay. So let's say, let's say, um, this cult wanted to get Rachel. Mm-hmm. Random fucking dipshit from episode one, who I guess broke off from the cult? I guess so. Goes like, all right, I gotta stop Trigon. I'm gonna kill Rachel. So how did they not send, like, a fucking series of, like... They have they have a SWAT team ready to go, which we saw whenever Richie broke into their office uh, to talk to Dr. Adam. Yeah. Or Adams or whatever. Why didn't they send them for, the, for that? to go, And then be like, oh, the, we, we came to rescue you. And then just have it like that. Honestly, yeah. From that guy. That would have made more sense, but, you know. Okay. So, <laughs> that happens. So, why why, why they were not involved, or why he man- how he managed to find Rachel before they did, doesn't make sense. Maybe because he broke off from the cult, and he, like, I don't fucking know, he, like, took, this is just me spitballing throwing spaghetti at the wall um he could have taken like cult information i guess i don't right. know like right okay i feel that so then we have to turn around and go if he did that which okay <laughs> he probably had that on him or he probably gave it to like his fake cop why the fuck didn't richard get that info off the fake cop i know <laughs> like you have to go all right so they so the the heroes fucked up by not checking on what the fuck that guy was doing or where he came from or like again not just that guy because they hollowed that rachel hollowed that guy out with darkness powers they're like fine there is still a perfectly viable fake cop outside the door that you should be questioning yeah uh who managed to get a police badge and they mentioned no he's not from this precinct or like they say something like that just what the fuck is happening there um Okay, so so after this point, Rachel Rachel's then like on the move. So then they send the nuclear family, which again, you could just send a SWAT team and just say you have abducted a child or like Okay, you you have a lot of money. You have like a fake SWAT team. You could just like bribe the police department that that, you know, owns Richie and be like, "Oh, do you know where the girl is? We we have a relative that's looking for her." Cuz the cult has Rachel's mom. So they could just produce records 
to be like, hey, we, her mom called, like her biological mom, and like it turned out she was adopted. You can just like bring her back here and just like tell Richie that to like lead false information. I don't understand why they sent like the crazy fucking asshole nuclear family to go and do this whenever the much easier thing to do would have been try to fake try to fake a way to get her to reunite with her mom so that her mom could convince her to summon Trigon. Honestly, yeah. Like just there was at no any point need they could have for sent the nuclear her. family. At any point they literally could have just sent Angela. Yes. Okay, so that that begs the question was the was the cult working with angela or against her because she seemed to be kept in a cell yeah so what let, let's work off the assumption that they weren't working with her why didn't she just tell they were like we want to summon trigon why didn't she just tell them hey i want to summon trigon too <laughs> let's just work together yeah no exactly like There's, that would have made so much more it's like dude i want him back too but maybe it's because she's like, she wants him for herself, I guess. I guess, but like none of them particularly want him for themselves either. Like Dr. Adam just says, yeah, he's going to purge the planet. So like, he doesn't seem to be like, yeah, and I will be his priest. It's just like, yeah, I just want him back. So it like, I don't, it doesn't make sense if they're not working together. No, it doesn't. It would um, actually make a lot more sense if she had been working with them the entire time. It would make sense if Angela had been like a plant in that cell, like she hadn't been kept in there. Yes, but but however, what's the plan? What? Why not at that point go? Okay, I'm going to. Why didn't that guy just go? I have your mother, and then just go. All right, your mother. If you don't like, just put her in front of her and go. All right, if you don't summon Trigon, I'll kill your mother, and then have her mother go like, you could. Do it, sweetie. I don't want to die. Because Rachel just would have done it then anyway. Yeah, exactly. It would have saved so much time. Or then, like, not everyone in the facility would have had to die. Or, like, hell, just fucking, at any point, just send just send her and then, like, fake a police report to go, I was looking for my biological daughter um, who, who I adopted out at birth. Yeah, they would have that. Yeah, exactly. They would have that ability. Yeah, because she is her biological daughter. There's probably some documents, and then it'd be like, oh, I was looking for her, and then it's like, well, her adopted mother was murdered, and now she's missing. Just have, just report that to the police department where Richie works, presumably, if he still works there. Yeah, it's like, does and then he have still them work call there? him and be like, And then have them call him and be like, hey, you gotta drop the kid off. Like, this whole, like, we're gonna, okay, so it almost seems like they had a meeting to go, okay, so she's not at the house where we thought she was. So she's currently with this detective guy to keep her from people who are trying to kill her. Well, we're not trying to kill her. So, like, we could just go and say, we have your mother. Or, like, we work for your mom and your mom had to give you up at birth. <laughs> like, why, why send goons to kidnap her? I know. Dude, have you ever read Harry Potter? I haven't read it, but I watched all the movies. Why? Okay. So, you know, kind of, like, you get the gist of, listen, okay, disclaimer for my for the audience, I love Harry Potter. I love it. I grew yeah. up on it. It's one of my favorites. Um, but you know, even just from the movies, how convoluted some of Voldemort's plans are. 
Yeah, with like the Horcruxes and all this shit. Not even just with the Horcruxes, but just like his year-long plans of it's like, okay, I'll send my Death Eaters to do this, and they'll break into the Ministry and get the prophecy that only I can get, but if I send them, that'll lure Harry Potter and blah blah blah. They're just so convoluted. And honestly, it's the same thing where it's like, why not just go in yourself? And it's the same thing with Angela here. It's like, why not just go yourself? And it would have saved so much time and you actually would have succeeded way earlier. Yeah. And you probably like Richie, Richie probably would have been like, oh yeah, that's her biological mom. That's true. Um, uh, Yeah, we should be good. Just, just if, if this organization has this much money, just have it be that Angela is just rich, and yeah. then just have her be like, "Yeah, I'm fucking rich. I can, I can, I can hire private uh, guards to like protect my daughter. I'll be fine." And then like Richie would be like, "All right, I'll go back to being a detective," because he doesn't do any follow up work. We know that from him blowing up the lab. So he'd have been like, "All right, job done. I'll, I'll just head home." One and Dunsey. Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't get it. Also, like. If, if they just captured... The only way that I could see that not being the plan is if they just captured Angela recently. Which would bring up the question, what the fuck has Angela been doing for, like, 15 years? Honestly, yeah! It's like... Twiddling her thumbs? Where you been? Yeah, so, like, uh, yeah, I don't... I don't understand. Um, so the villain's plan makes no sense. The hero... The hero's response to this terrible plan makes no sense because they don't call for backup. Um... Everyone in this show is bad at what they do. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense. And the morals are bad. Killing people is presented as, like, pretty much the only response to, like, every problem. Um, Yeah, this is this is a badly written show. Is it? I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, I will say on the topic of Harry Potter, I don't mind the Harry Potter movies. They're pretty good. No, uh, J.K. I'm... Rowling is a turf. Don't be a turf. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, the thing don't be is... a fucking turf. I've heard that term and I know what you're saying, but can you explain to me for a sec, like what the actual meaning is? Because I okay, hear it said, is, but I'm like, what? Trans exclusionary radical feminist. Okay. Is what it stands for. So turf, what that means is, and this, by the way, people say that that's an insult. That was a term coined by someone who actually believes in the shit that they do. Um, basically what it means is that there's a subsect of like, especially, um, uh, let me explain this in the quickest way possible. Second wave feminists, um, let me explain feminism Because really the quick. thing is, I'm like, um, I, I knew what you were saying, but I'm like, I didn't know what it, like, stood for. You know what I mean? Okay, okay, yeah. So, first wave feminism was, like, getting women the right, especially in, like, the Western Hemisphere in, like, the United States and Britain and Canada was, like, getting women the right to vote and then, like, making sure that they're not, like, beaten up and getting, yeah. like, domestic abuse laws on the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second wave feminism was, like, sort of sexual revolution, letting women have sex and that kind of thing, but they did have a reputation for being bra burners, which means that, like, basically they said no woman should ever, like, wear a dress and, like, you should wear pants. And a lot of it was, like, you should never be a mother or be a wife and that kind of thing because... A lot of the people that were proponents of second wave feminism, especially the worst ones, because there were some good second wave feminists, it's just, it became like a really complicated uh, stance to take, and there's still people who believe this shit where it's like, basically you shouldn't be a mother, you shouldn't uh, ever talk to men, that kind of thing. Like, they're really, really fucking yeah. crazy, basically rich, basically rich white ladies who, who have a lot of money who can be like, well yes, I, I don't wear dresses and I don't think I should be a mother, I'm going to sit in my mansion and write about how men are garbage while receiving my millions of dollars from my husband. Yep. Um, third wave feminism and fourth wave feminism are kind of blended together, but basically the idea is that the various identities that women can take should be allowed, and that 
also includes uh, people who identify as women, like after, you know, not biologically born women, but like they identify as women later in their life. Um, And trans-exclusionary radical feminists are basically people at the second wave camp who believe that womanhood is sort of this... I, not only is it an ideological notion, but it or, or like a way to be, but it is also like a subset of experiences which cannot be experienced by trans people who grew up as identifying as biologically male or being forced to identify as biologically male. So they are really, really shitty when it comes to like um, uh, trans women. Uh, they also had a history, I think, of like really complicated stuff with like lesbianism. So like yeah. a lot of the people that are turfs historically have had problems with like the whole lgbt community it's just notorious for that because there is a large subsection of largely heterosexual women but also some lesbian women and bi women who are like we don't think that uh trans women are real women so they're real shitty jk rowling is one of them it's shitty that she thinks that yeah no i i love the original harry potter books i don't agree with jk rowling as a person the books still hold up. They are still, like, one of my favorite series. I listen to them, and I reread them all the time. But, oof. Oof! Yeah. She's... Ah! I, I mean, I do want to say that she's still... J.K. Rowling, even in the original books, like, Ron, who's got red hair, is tre- and, like, is basically could be seen as, like, a Scottish allegory, is still pretty, like dumb and oppressed and like violent so like that's not great and then like the whole thing of harry potter harry potter does not hold harry potter holds up as a series of books i think from an entertainment standpoint but ideologically i think they're also kind of a nightmare oh yeah no don't Um, read too much into those books because you'll find things you don't like yeah and jk rowling got rich and then got a big head and just keeps putting out horse shit so like don't just ignore her there's Um, a thing that she that is canon in her mind that it's like wait what did wizards do before toilets were invented by oh, muggles yeah. they would shit themselves and vanish it away and clean it with magic i hate it <laughs> oh my god yep so okay so back to this <laughs> shitty show before i lose my fucking mind I mean, I think we're done. I think uh, I think people are just sticking around for us uh, babbling for a minute. Um, do you want Do you have any final thoughts? Um, I looked up because I was trying to find an image of like the hologram of Trigon because I was like, okay, can I like see his face or something? Because I kind of oh, missed yeah. it, and I found what he looks like in like the like as a full demon form or whatever that we see in the next episode, and. My first thought was, I, okay, I don't know if anyone here remembers, like, the 90s show Charmed. Like, the 90s version. I don't watch the new one. I don't care. But it he looks like what you would see in, like, a made-for-TV, like... Like, obviously, this is made-for-TV, but it looks like something out of the 80s. Like, it's a m- bad mix of CG... And, like, practical effects, but it just looks bad. And you mentioned that he looks like Hellboy. Yeah, he looks like, um, he looks somewhere between, like, the David Harbour Hellboy and, like, a fucking orc from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but the orcs in Lord of the Rings looked great! (laughs) Yeah, it looks like a shitty CGI cross between those two things. Like, it's very clearly CGI. It looks so bad, and I'm not excited, but I can't wait to talk about it because it's shit. We're going to see that. I do know that the next episode apparently ends on a cliffhanger for season two. It sure does! Oh, boy. Um, so, 
I think uh, I think that wraps it up. Yep. We've got one more episode <laughs> of season one. And then after that, we're gonna probably do some other shit for a while before we get to that. Uh, yep. I have to watch Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. Fuck yeah, you do. It's a fun. Or no, movie. No, 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 no. Teen Titans Go to the movies. Yeah. We we already fucking watched Teen <laughs> Titans Go versus Teen Titans. I I don't I'm not fucking watching that again. Boy, I can tell you right uh, now, Teen Titans Go to the movies is legitimately funny. Like it's actually will, really I will, funny. I will try to approach it with levity. Then just approach it like you're just here to have a good time. Honestly, okay. because that's how I went in, and I had a great fucking time. We we have to get your boyfriend in on that episode. <gasps> yeah, I'll text him. Okay. All right, so right now, uh, what do you want to plug, Aiden? Um, I if you're a fan of Percy Jackson and the Olympians, go check out my YouTube channel, just Hayden Davio VO, uh, over on, mm-hmm. or just look up Hayden Davio, and it'll be the first thing that comes up. I am continuing my Percy Jackson audio drama series. We are revamping episode one and two. I am editing all the dialogue for episode three. But if you like comic dubs, if you like shitty Tumblr posts, if you just, if you like coffee or anything of that gen- of, of that sort, go check out my YouTube channel. I'm doing a lot over there now. I'm streaming over on Twitch a little bit more now, uh, just at or twitch.tv slash Voice. I stream, like, making food. Sometimes I'm going to start streaming some horror games here soon because Resident Evil 3 came out, and I really want to play it, but I want to play it with you guys. Um, Let's see. What else am I doing right now? Um, That's about it, honestly. (laughs) All right. I mean, uh, I think that's plenty. Uh I was like, "Uh, go watch shows like Goblin Slayer and The Helpful Fox Senko-san because I'm in them. Go on Funimation and watch them because I'm selfish. Enjoy anime and quarantine. Exactly. Um, I'm at anime underscore brother on Twitter. Uh, You can see my terrible posts there. Uh, I just finished writing um, the... uh, rise and corruption of isekai uh, article which is more like an essay and part one has just been released where i talk about mythology uh books and film uh so that's stuff covering from uh early mythology like celtic mythology and japanese mythology ranging into 19th century literature like alice in wonderland going into 20th century literature like uh chronicles of narnia and then going into films uh, a lot like even though it's complicated the matrix and like back to the future and sort of how we got to where we are now with like the weird fucking vending machine isekai or like fucking the isekai where the kid wants to have sex with his mom like all of that is in that essay at part one's out now you'll see more releases in the coming weeks um also my video essays are on there uh one is how to fix bleach where i talk about like how many fucking bleach characters you can remove from the series for it to be better and then like uh what went wrong with digimon try first episodes out there where i talk a lot about fucking uh digimon adventure and how good it was and how oh is it back uh, going up into digimon yeah it should be back okay up cool because it's never on finished... the website at least dope cool i never finished watching it yeah it, it's it's fucking 45 minutes because i i do a very deep dive on like what's really good about digimon adventure um and it's really good and you guys should go thank watch you it. uh and i think that's it i will also plug staying inside and washing your hands yep. to get this curve to keep down wash your hands stay inside don't hang out with your friends don't have parties staying inside does not mean you should have a party stop yeah, it get stay six get on fucking skype or discord exactly dude. stay six feet apart please like i get if you're home with your significant other shit like that whatever i don't care if you're home with your family cool i don't care 
stay six feet apart. Fuck you. Um, just stay inside. Wash your goddamn hands. Take a shower, please, for the love of God. Just yeah. bathe. Wash your f- I, nasty this self. Isn't, this isn't this isn't typically a political podcast, but I'm gonna fucking say it. Uh, fucking. Uh, right now the Democratic primary is on in the United States. So if you're in the United States, um, try to get your uh governing body in your area to postpone the primary because right now having it is incredibly unsafe. Yeah. Uh, I I shouldn't do political endorsements on here, but fuck it. Fuck uh, it. Joe Biden is telling people to go out and vote right now, and he's a piece of shit for doing that because he knows that people are gonna die, or maybe he doesn't because his brain is melting and he's senile. <laughs> uh, vote for Bernie Sanders in the primary if you can, please. Oh my God, the videos of him are so fucking funny. Oh uh, God, it would be funny if he wasn't gonna if he wasn't what the fucking DNC is pushing. All right, no more politics. So, thank you very much, everybody. <laughs> Have a good night. Have a good night. Goodbye, guys.